my goodness. I'm just thinking about a church family. I'm just thinking about how, you know, we've been told, and I don't want to make light of anything. I want to be as serious as it can be. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes when we think about a church family, uh, people that we come to church with and that we worship with, and, and uh, you know, you think about it at home, if you're at home with your family, you know, if uh, some tragedy was to break out, yes, I'd want to be with my family. But I tell you what, it'd be better if I was with my church family. It'd be a whole lot better if I was with my church family. More y'all to count on, more y'all to pray, more. And I uh, thought about a, a thread wrapped around a finger, how the Bible says when it's wrapped around a bunch of times, how much more it'll get done. What do, what do you do? You know, you know, if you leave God's Word out of everything, everybody can have an opinion on what to do. But if you have to bring God's Word into the picture, you you got an entirely different situation. And I, I don't know where I'm going right here, but I feel like that I need to read some things. I feel like I need to go to the book of Ezekiel first, if I can find it. Maybe Ezekiel chapter 22. About a while ago, I was talking about, I was talking about standing in the gap. I think we can gain some knowledge I believe, uh, I believe God's dependent on the church to help us make it through this tragedy that's this hit our land. In Ezekiel chapter 22, if I can find it as I'm moving over there with you. I think I want to start in verse 29 just to read these scriptures and I'm headed somewhere. If we go by God's word, we'll find out what we need to do. It said, the people of the land have used oppression and excused robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. You, you got that? Yeah. That I should not destroy it. What? The land. But I found none. Therefore I have poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with fire of my wrath. My own way have I recompensed Upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Now, Brother Eddie, are you preaching gloom and doom in a time that we need encouragement? No. You're not spiritual, you don't understand. We're serving a real, living, loving God that knows you and I like none other. Your wife, your husband, your mom, and your daddy don't know you like God knows you. He knows you. Now I want to turn over to another familiar scripture. It's going to be in 2 Chronicles. You know where we're going here. And if we leave out the word of God, then 
we're okay. But if we're going to be believers, see, we never thought when we signed up this thing that it may cost us our life. Now, Brother Eddie, where in the world are you going now? Are we going to be that church like in Waco, Texas? We're going to go against everything? We, are we crazy? Well, I, I don't want to be like them folks down in Waco, Texas, and I'm not certainly like that man that was in Waco, Texas, but I do know uh, that uh, we are a peculiar people. We're people that are separated from everyone else because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the Spirit that lives inside of us. Well, as we get here to, to 2 Chronicles and chapter 7, we read some things. Look at verse 13. I could back up and I could read more. But it said, if I, if I shut up the heaven, what if we got up this morning and there wasn't no water? That's what he said in this time. He said, just what if, what if I get you up one day and there ain't no water to drink? Now you think we got an epidemic, but if you got up this morning and the well wouldn't come on and there was no water and the drain, streams was dried up and there wasn't no water to be found, no clean water. Let me tell you something. That would be an epidemic of all epidemics and so so you can get the gist of this. He said, if I shut up to heaven and there be no rain, or if I command locusts to devour the land, they eat up every sprig of grass where it ain't nothing but dust. There's probably not even a leaf on a tree. When you go out your doors, it looks like the bare wintertime, but it's dust everywhere you go. There's no rain. There's no grass. There's no vegetables to grow. There's nothing. If I send the locusts to devour the land, or if I send peasants among my people. Now, everything that I've said to you in your mind, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost and you're not searching for what God wants. See, God don't want a little bit of you, Brother Johnny. He, he just don't want you on Sunday. He just don't want you when you're feeling good. And God ain't just a God on a mountain, but I come to tell you that God's a God that's in the valley. He's not just a God in the good times. He's a God in the bad times. He's a God when you got a whole lot. He's a God when you ain't got nothing. The Bible said he is the God that healeth all diseases. I think about that song we sang, if it ever was a time that we need the Lord. They're right on the brink. We're right on the brink of them walking in this door. They're not so excited yet about the restaurants where people are just elbow to elbow that ain't bothering them so bad. They won't talk about it tomorrow. I was with them this morning, a little old White table that we got, not only there's shares on the side, but there's shares on the end. People are getting out, what's he saying? Bandanas. The man that was sitting across took out a bandana and snotted all over it. Won't be nothing said about that. Elbow to elbow. I was with my mayor. We seen a policeman get up and coughed. And I could tell it was one of them coughs 
that throw that yucky stuff in his hand that he probably had to do that going to the cash register. Then he got money out of his pocket. Brother David, I turned around to watch. Then he handled that money with all that yuck stuff. He paid for what he got. He handed it to another woman. She put it in there. The next person came in. They gave change out of that money. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That's not an issue. But I'm telling you, you people decided. You didn't have to. I'm no sheriff's department. I told you I'm going to love you. I didn't expect to. But you people who decided to come to church tonight, I'm going to tell you something. The world, as they're passing by the church, you'll be talked about. They'll think you plumb crazy. You're going against the grain, but they're not worried about Walmart, how they pick up stuff and they can't line. They set it down. They pick it up. They put it in the bag. They hand it to you. The next one comes and they change all but when people decide to worship the Lord and thank him, that thing that happened right here in this place, it don't mean nothing to you. But see, it wasn't your grandson that done had a four-wheeler wreck two Sunday nights ago. It wasn't your baby that it mattered if the word of God means anything, that if two or three will gather together in my name and call upon him, I'll be in the midst. I guess the world thinks, Brother Eddie, you'd have done good. You shouldn't have been headed down there. Y'all shouldn't have been praying in church. If you'd have known what was coming, you should have went, went and bought 14 boxes. I'm talking about big boxes. That's got 52 rolls, a charm and toilet paper in it. That's what you should have been done. You should have been storing up those things and carrying those things. No, let me tell you something. I'd rather starve to death and not having no meat in the house or nothing to eat than how somebody can walk in a room and call out to a God in heaven. What if? What if? What if all this is happening? What if God is calling us together? I'm telling you, Sister Trudy, I turned into this driveway. Brother Carl, I turned into this driveway. Sister Renee Owen and Andrew, I turned into this driveway. This scripture come to me like never before. These next verses I'm gonna read to you. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I done turned this blinker on a long time. I've turned in this driveway a bunch of times. I thought, man, I'm too tired to preach. I don't feel like preaching. I just walked in here. I didn't walk in here with worship and praise on my mind. I was just thinking, Lord, I just hope I can get it done, not realizing how powerful you are. I said, Lord, I've been one sorry. Here we are now. Could be a last service. Already they're talking about it. We don't know if it'll ever get over. You got to choose. Joshua said, you got to make a choice what you're going to do. Yes. Choose you who, these, who you're going to serve. I know your mind's still wondering like, good Lord. Come on, Brother Leon, when you done lost your son and went on to be with the Lord, I'm going to tell you something. What no coronavirus going to change things? Huh? What if it said, y'all can't go over there? 
You can't go over there. His family's going to be there. It's going to be over five. They've got it down to five. Now, if you're going to obey, obey the whole thing. They've got it down to five. You're going to have to carry your kids, some of you, and your grandchildren. Don't let no more than five come in your house. I'm telling you, God's coming back for a remnant anyway. He's coming back for a people. And I'm telling you, it's one thing you're going to need in this world. You're going to need in this world. You can store up all the stuff you need, but I'm going to tell you something. Won't nothing never take the place of God's presence on our life and knowing that we've got a God and knowing that we didn't just start out in a race. He said, I'm not after those that ran when it was easy to run. I ain't, I ain't after them that started out and got a testimony. You ought to see me shout. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. There was a time and we preached Sunday morning and last Wednesday night that I was young. I didn't know I would go along with it three, four times. Yesterday, I had my phone out. I was ready to send you a text without having church. About every time I thought about it and I done got hot to put it on there. It's called off to further notice. I'm here to tell you God would just bless again. God would just pour out his blessing again. He would remind me, if he didn't just do a miracle in front of me, he would remind me of what he done done. I'm telling you, with everything in me, I understand, if you don't understand me, with everything in me, I was with Bill one time. I was with Brother Al one time. I'm ready. <laughs> but greater. Something's inside of me is bigger than I am. I'm here to tell you, I can feel it. I can feel it. I, I can feel it. I, I can feel it from hell. I can feel it from hell that how people are getting together and they said, we just might have to go out there. Uh, Brother Eddie, he ain't going to stop having church. He ain't going to do it. Brother Al, we read that scripture last night. We ain't like most folks. We just walk from faith to faith. I'm just walking from that last blessing to this blessing. I can't get off of faith. I can't get off of faith. If God done took care of Lyle, if God done took yeah. care of Glodine when yeah. she was crying, if God done took care of Sister Linda, if God done took care of Barbara, if God done took care of Gail when I come over to the house, Crystal, and she was laying in the bed. Can you imagine saying, Brother Eddie, out ahead, you come over here. But I guess we can't pray. The law of the land has told us we don't need to do that. We can't pray. We can't do these things. God's word is so plain. And what he's trying to do, he's calling us like never before. Let me tell you something in my mind. I'm thinking in my mind because the flesh is worn with the spirit. Yes, sir. I'm thinking in my mind. We can't come in here Sunday morning. But I come to tell you yesterday, I was thinking in my mind. We couldn't come in here on Wednesday. But we standing here. If the word of God don't mean nothing, you're good. And I'm going to tell you something on top of this. Man, I'm so grateful. Listen, this ain't going to be said the way you said, so don't get your stuff all. I'm so grateful for a president. I'm just going to be honest. Jalen, I can't imagine if Hillary Clinton would have gotten presses. Listen. 
and he's pleading. We got a quarantine. I can't. Mm. Mm. Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm here to tell you, I, I defend my president. He's took a beating. He's been lied on more than any man been ever been lied on. He's made a stand for things that are right in the Bible. He gets prayed for every morning. People lay hands on him and pray for him every morning. He may need to get saved like I do and you do. <laughs> I thank God for the Jesus I got, but I tell you what, I'd like to have some more. <laughs> but let me tell you something. That even makes it harder. Brother Leon, it's like a, you've seen me in this town, how people would see that I would support someone. That's right. All in. But then if it was something that I didn't agree with, you see me not agree with it. Matter of fact, your, your son got to be superintendent because the man said, I seen, Brother Eddie, that you were supporting, but you wasn't going to support if it was something you thought was wrong. And I'm not saying that a president's wrong. But I am saying that the Bible said, who are you going to obey? You can't fall in love with your president so much. He, he's a president, but he ain't God. It may be a thing or two that the president don't know. God may be setting some folks in Haywood County that's, that loves him and that's prayed for him, but there's a remnant down there. There's one man that God in heaven done search for. There's one church that God in heaven done search for. Look here, it's gonna do what the Bible says. So I tell you, before you think I'm crazy, the Bible says, what if all these bad things happen? What are you gonna do? Gonna make a lot of plans, but I'm gonna tell you something, in your plans... If you leave out the power of God on your plans, if you leave out the anointing of God on your plans, if you don't trust God and you go to doing good things that we've talked about today, Brother David, and we want to look at, this is a time that the church can step in and be a blessing, but if we just leave God out of it, oh, you ain't seen that. Look what the Word says. It said, if I shut up the heavens and it be no more rain, or if I command the locusts to divide the land, or if I send peasants among my people. He said, it's all right. He said, if. If mine. <laughs> you seeing it, you looking at it. I'm telling you, I think that's as bad or worse than what we're going through. You looking at it. I'm just saying, what if? What if he's expecting somebody? All I know is I, I didn't really in my flesh have no problem being in my arena tonight and riding horses on a Wednesday night in my flesh, running cows around there, setting up watching TV, drinking me a cold one, great crystal light or something. I had no problem with that. that. That sounded good to my flesh. I'm like, man, it wears you out to preach. Just think about it, man. You ain't going to have to, you ain't got to go through all that pressure. 
You're going to be on vacation. You're going to have it made. See, I ain't like you cemetery preachers. I have to wait on the Lord. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, wait upon the Lord. I have to wait on him. I have to listen to him. I don't know. I didn't know where I was going in this until the whole thing started. Man, I want to go over to James. I got something to tell you Oh, in the book of James, but look what it says. If this thing was to happen to Brownsville, Tennessee, right here. He said, in my people. He said, if I've got a remnant that's going to believe I'm God, no matter what takes place, they're going to get together. Two or three is going to get together in my name. They'll not forsake what the Bible said. The assembling together. See, we can go to them and say, man, Mr. Policeman, you, I, I ain't got no problem doing what you're doing. You're probably wondering what I'm doing, but in that Bible right there, it said, don't forsake the assembling together. Iron sharpens iron. It says, come out from among them, be separate. So in times like this, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it puts a whole lot of pressure on a simple preacher like myself. After y'all done asked me to call and I done seen God take you through the death of your loved ones and done brought peace to you and you was able to walk through it. I done seen him bring healing. I done seen a brother-in-law ain't supposed to be walking, but he's doing anything he wants to do. He's been good to me. He said, I got an I got a antidote for it. Levada, he said, I've got an antidote. Oh, we can't see it. Mm. Don't you know it made it easier on a church down the road to cancel theirs? They wanted somebody else to go first. If didn't nobody else go first, everybody'd still be open. Huh? It's a whole lot easier when somebody goes first. But you know what? Right here in this place. I wasn't counting on the church down the road to help Brother Loud the other day. I wasn't counting on the church down the road to bring peace to you. I wasn't counting on the church down the road. I was counting on y'all as my church family to get together in one mind, in one accord, and call on God. Now you can leave here tonight and you can make what I'm doing wrong, but you just realize one thing. Unless God's called you to preach, don't you put your mouth on this pulpit, I don't care who's standing, it ain't the man, but it's the office you're talking about. Don't you be putting your mouth on what God's doing. You don't have to worry about no corona. <laughs> Toilet paper ain't gonna help you. The good cat. He got an antidote. He got an antidote for today. He got an antidote. It's in God's word. <laughs> that great big old word, no wonder they don't use this King James Bible. It said, if my people, <laughs> them crazy people, them peculiar people, them few people, the Bible said, ain't but a few gonna find it. That little old walsh nest of people that's always holding this thing together that the Bible says, when that thing is taken away, you don't wanna be here. There'll come a day, there won't be nothing but a lie. He said, if my people, those that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, Huh? Preacher man, can you tell me that God told you 
to cancel service? Can you tell me that? Can you lay your hand on the Bible and tell me that God told you to cancel service or you did it because man told you to cancel service or man thought it was good? Can you put your hand on the Bible, preacher man, and tell me that the Lord said it's no need of meeting when the Bible says in 2 Chronicles, when it gets bad and bad, he said that my people, which are called by not my name, will humble themselves and pray. <laughs> And turn from their wicked ways. Turn from them not knowing how precious it was to come to church on a Wednesday night and how blessed we was as a country and how glad you ought to be that you've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and you ain't lost and on the devil's hell. You're so blessed. Turn from their wicked ways. Obeying man. And I ain't saying nothing. I may send you a text tonight and say, we ain't gonna have church till this whole thing blows over. But I'm here to tell you my hands ain't been able to type it on my little old phone. And I'm here to tell you, Bill, hadn't I struggled with it? I've been with you, Al, wasn't I struggling with it? I'm talking about, I've talked, I look there, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Oh, is it important that we meet? Is this a necessity or can we, can we get by? Oh, before I finish that scripture, let me read to you verse 19. Look at verse 17. And as for thee, thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked and do according to all that I have commanded thee and and shall observe my statutes and my commandments. Do you think we need to come to church? Amen. Do you think we need to be together in prayer? Of course we do. Then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenanted with David thy father, saying, There shall not fall thee a man to be a ruler in Israel. But if you turn away, All kind of spirits come over me since I've stood here tonight. I, I've looked out at some and said, Brother Eddie, and it's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I don't know that I'm going to call you and tell you we ain't having church Sunday morning. I don't know when they said guarantee you it's now. You got to not have church. Until the Lord can release me. I'm okay if you all need to leave. I understand. Listen, don't worry about it. But I'm going to tell you something. When you've been somebody like me that was not only on his way to a devil's hell, but God has done provided and he done took care and we sang a song how he done made a way when there was no way and how God done been good to us and how we sing a song about amazing grace and how we sing a song about a heard an old, old story how our Savior came from glory. Oh, victory in Jesus. Rebecca, my hands can't type that message. I've been willing. I've been ready. Type it. You type it. Type it. Do something. Type it out. 
Look at this if. Yeah. It's two ifs. Ain't it, Barbara? Can I just take my time? Yeah. See, Barbara, I just called your name. I remember about the leg, Barbara. You ain't got no artificial leg. Who done it, Barbara? Everybody done said just cut it off. <laughs> I'm like, that seems like a pretty big deal to me. You're just having too much trouble. Just cut your foot off. Cut your leg off. Pretty big deal. I'm glad I got to. I remember walking in there. My mom was in that wheelchair. I said, Mama, come here. Oh, rolled over the bar. I remember calling on the Lord. I remember he heard a cry. I done seen her walk in there. She gave me an elbow bump when she come by me, walking in that door on her own two feet. Look at I, my hand has just got a problem typing a message that we're not going to join together and have church. I'm just telling you, I got a problem. So why worry about it? I'm going to love you just the same. So why don't you just remove yourself from the stress and just walk out here tonight and say, Brother Eddie, until this blows over, we're going to have to get us another pastor. Why don't you just relieve me of all that? Because see, if I don't have to look you in the eye Sunday morning, it won't be that much pressure. If you're not coming here, say, I don't know, Brother Eddie. I don't know. Why don't you just walk out now? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Look here. We never thought we was going to pay a price. And I ain't saying nothing, Bill. I'm talking about I, I, I can see. But he done been so good. And he's done it in here. What if this next Sunday morning, let me just put it down there where it is. What if that was the Christmas morning? What if next Sunday morning, Renee, was that Christmas morning when we had our church family saying, y'all done lost your mind. Why are you having church on Christmas? And on that Sunday morning, what if next Sunday morning there's another Jason Cox the next Sunday morning? What if somebody that's out there in the world said, huh, ain't this something? I've been thinking, I'm getting scared. I don't know where to turn to. And we tell him, well, you turn to God. Amen. He said, where can I go hear about him? All the churches done closed up. They, they don't have no faith. And the lost folks are saying, ain't that something? The church, the church done closed down. They telling me I can trust God no matter what comes. I don't lean on my own understanding. I don't lean on understanding of Fox News or CNN News or any other news. I put my trust in God. Where'd they go? Let me tell you something, religious person. You don't understand what a spiritual person they understand. Sister Linda, they don't understand what it was when Brother Harris was right here in Brownsville and because we got together, two got together when that thing done flatlined on Harris Hughes, he was dead. <laughs> My hand's got a problem. That hand's got a problem. Oh, I know you said, well, brother, let me take the pressure over. Let me type it out for you. I'm going to say, I didn't put that on there. <laughs> Look at what he says, but if you turn away, look how strong that is. 
I didn't even mean to preach this part. It said, if you turn away and you forsake my statutes. Well, well, Brother Eddie, we we can blame it on the president. (laughs) Oh, okay. So I can get before the, the Lord and I can say, not the devil made me do it, but I can say Donald Trump made me do it. <laughs> Much as I love Donald Trump, he ain't gonna tell me when to pray. He ain't gonna tell me when not to pray. And I'm gonna tell you something, they're gonna have to come here and lead me out of this place. I'm gonna tell you something, because I ain't I'm having a big problem. Because I'm gonna tell you something. Amanda, you ain't supposed to be sitting over there. You're supposed to be dead. This girl right here has got a heart disease. She didn't think she was gonna see her kids graduate. Now they didn't graduate, they're going to college, they got their driving lights, and God's been good. Now how in the world are you gonna type it out? The Bible said, he that endures to the end. Lindsay, Kelly, for God just to keep you, just to kept you, doesn't kept you saved. Nobody knows like we know. He doesn't kept you. You sitting in the house of the Lord. The devil didn't want you sitting here. You still here. Lindsay, one day I want to see them other two grandbabies that I ain't seen yet. Huh? Oh, you may not have a reason to run. Oh, Brother Leon, you may not have a reason to keep on going. But I tell you what, I look up there in glory and I done been over in Hebrews. It said, seeing that we can pass about with such a great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight that's so easy to beset us and let us run the race with endurance. If you turn away. Huh? Is that where we're at, Bill? Yeah. If you turn away. Yeah. Oh, if you leave the Bible out of it, Larry. Mm-hmm. Man, I heard what you told me this morning, Larry. I, I appreciate all of you. Well, brother, it is a bad deal, but I sure do like going to church now. <laughs> but it is a bad deal. I'm like, you ain't helping me. You let your yeas be yea and your nays be nay. Well, I'm here, yeah, but you didn't help me. <laughs> you got to help me, man. You got to say, man, I'm going to go down crazy with you. For God, I live. For God, I die. I'm going to stay with God. Let me try to finish. It said, but if you turn away and you forsake my statutes and my commandments. I can just see a lost man walking. Oh, I, I, I don't know who slows not who ain't. Huh? But praise God. What if there was a lost man walking? It ain't that important to a religious person. You sitting there tonight, you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. It ain't that important to you. You think you're on the way to heaven, and maybe you are. But what if he done walked by a bunch of others? What if somebody done stopped said, uh, he's up there shaking the door, even though that the church is dark inside. What if the policeman doesn't come by and seen him trying to break into church house? What if we go back to Revelation where he said, I stand at your door and knock. I'm out here knocking, but ain't nobody that likes ain't even on. I'm standing at your door and knock. If you just open the door 
and you just let me come in, I'll sup with you and you with me. What if the policeman come by and he says, hey, what are you doing? He said, I done been to five or six churches, man. I'm a lost man. There's a virus going on. I could get it. Fear of God's come on me and I want to give my life to Jesus. Wow. What if that policeman was to say, let me get on the radio. I feel it. <laughs> let me get on the radio. Breaker, breaker, come in. Anybody out there? <laughs> Car 54, come in. <laughs> huh? Yeah. yeah. Got to ask you something. Have you been out to McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, I've been out there. You want a cup of coffee? I said, no. This man up here is trying to break into church. I got to ask you a question. When you went by out there on that hill, you know that church on that hill, the one that go beside Pixweed. I got a man right here. Fears come up on him. He's worried about the virus. He don't know if he's going to live. He ain't trying to get to the doctor's office. He ain't trying to get to a physician, but he's trying to find a church open. Did you see any lights? Yesterday, wide open. Said, we on the way. <laughs> Woo! Wouldn't that be something? And that man said, I don't know how fast this car can go, but I've seen Smokey and the Bandit, and I'll hold your hat on for you. Let's go, man. Let's get to the church house. And wouldn't that be something that 20 people would come in the door, said, Brother Eddie, thank the Lord. Y'all have in church. There's a, what's the name of it again? Coronavirus. And it's serious. People have got it. And I'm afraid I may get it. And that ain't the problem. But Brother Ed, if I was to get it and die, the virus ain't the problem. But if I was to get it and die without Jesus, he said, but if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set up for you, and you go and serve other gods and worship them. Give me that next verse. Is the church important? Is your stand for God important? And I ain't saying that. I'm here to tell you in 30 minutes, I may be in the center of y'all text. Church is off. Christy, I, my hand won't do it. It, it just won't do it yet. I, I even looked at your daughter. I, I felt for her. I looked at Kayla. I, I love Kayla. I, I just looked at you, Kayla, a while ago, didn't I? I just, I just looked at you. I said, Kayla, what about it? What about it? You ain't got to come. If you, you ain't got to come. If you wasn't here, it, it would have been okay. I mean, I, I was like, I love her. I, I'm like, you didn't have to come. I seen y'all walk in. I'm like, you didn't have to come. But I just couldn't put out the text. I, I don't lord over nobody. I've been telling folks, I'm no sheriff's department. I, I'm just serving you tonight. I, I'm preaching, man. I got my blood pressure up, and I, I'm just preaching because I love you. <laughs> he said, then I'll pluck them up by the roots. Not out of their land. He said, out of my land, the land that I built, the land that I nursed, the land that I fertilized, the land that I had for you before you even got here, before anybody was on the face of this earth. He took the dust and he made a man out of that land. He said, then I will pluck them out of the roots of their land, which I have given them. And this house, which I have sanctified for my name, and I will cast them out of my sight and I will make it a proverb and a proverb among all nations. Oh, wait a minute. There's a verse in here. Find it for me, Johnny. I'm going to tell you what it is. 
And it may be the next verses. And he said, Al, he said, in that place that was high, once high and lifted up, I'm going to make it a proverb when people go by. They say, <laughs> can't you imagine in this next election when somebody stands up and said they're a Christian and they want to make some, some Christian stands and they said, hey, we're standing on Christian principles. We don't believe in killing a baby in a mother's womb. We're Christian people. They say, yeah, you sure was a Christian. You run and turn. I almost got two, two cowboy right there. I think I could say tuck, tail, and run. We've seen what coronavirus did to you. Yeah, y'all was all that. You let Mr. Trump dictate to you about church. See what I'm talking about? You can get out of kilter. You ain't got to wonder what I think about somebody. I tell you. <laughs> you ain't got to wonder. But if some things are sacred, Brother Larry, that's what was getting to me. You know it, don't you? You know it, don't you, Al? I talked to you about it. Twenty-one. I, I hear, I hear them liberals right now. Them baby-killing liberals right now. And you look at that verse. We're people of faith. And this house, which is high, shall be astonishment to everyone that passes by it so that he will say, Why hath the Lord done this unto the land and unto this house? Why? <laughs> Why? Why did he pluck them up? Why did he forsake them? They ain't nobody being healed no more. And all of a sudden, and you don't know it, in two years, you're going to have a grandbaby. And that grandbaby is going to have a hole in the heart. And we're going to say, It's happened many times. It's almost, it's almost just going to happen. Don't worry about it. And all of a sudden, those things that we were just getting free passes on, your grandbaby dies. And it may be you say, well, Brother Eddie, I think that's because we turned tail and ran when we were supposed to make a stand. Let's go to James. We're going to close. Book of James, chapter 2. It talks about who we are. We're faith people. Verse 14. I'm going to read this real quickly and I'm going to try to be done. It says, What doth it profit them? What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man may say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, our mayors talked to me about that today, about some possibilities that we're going to be able to help some folks. Even talked to me about children, daycare, nowhere for them to go. You know, little children. The possibility, not saying we are or ain't, the possibility of keeping like 
first grade because there's no school going on. It's going to be real dangerous of them staying home by themselves. Hmm. It's going to be real touchy. There's going to be when you go to do something good, there's going to be a lot of obstacles to deal with it. It's going to be probably children that home life is not so good. But I've been thinking after you told me, but what if we decided to do something like that? And what if we had some people that would teach them things and would have Bible classes for them and we wouldn't just be a daycare and we wouldn't be just a babysitting service. But what if we had a chance to love on them? What if God in the midst of it, but what if we stayed faithful and, and held the course and then we also put action to a faith and what's to do something like that and you put the two together, he's going to say in a minute, oh vain man. Look at it down there. Where was I at? And one saying to him, depart in peace, and ye be warm and feel notwithstanding, notwithstanding you give them those things which are needful to the body. What profit? What does it profit? Even so, faith, if it had not worked, is dead being alone. See, in times like this, you've got to see if your faith's working or not. Yea, a man said, thou hast faith, and I have worked. Show me thy faith. Without thy works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. I say this way, I'm not doing what I'm doing to get to heaven. I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm on my way. Yeah. Hmm. Thou believest that there is one God and does well. The devil believes and trembles. But wilt thou know, O vain man? I looked up that word vain. That word vain is thinking that you're really somebody. But when you put to the test, you don't produce nothing. He says, O vain man, faith without works is dead. As they start the invitation, I just wonder today, let me tell you something. This coronavirus is serious business. If they're telling the truth, it's serious business. You say, why don't you say that, Brother Eddie? I, I, I tend not put trust in nobody, no man. I ain't met nobody personally that's got it yet. As they talk about it, I may scare you, but as they talk about it, I believe here about a couple months ago, I couldn't drive to Memphis Hospital. I'd have to lay back and go to sleep for a while before I could walk in the hospital. I was so tired. I didn't have no strength. I couldn't hardly breathe. I went up to the convenient care and they stuck that thing up my nose. That hurts too. It made tears come to my eyes. Made me scratch my nose. It don't feel good. That Josie Case, she said, not my nose. <laughs> I left that place and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I called Diane. I said, Diane, I'm leaving this place and I'm going to the emergency room. Because ain't, ain't, ain't nobody got to tell me I'm sick. I know I'm sick. And that woman looked at me and said, you ain't got no flu. Everything's checked out good and we've checked your blood. 
whatever you got, I'm sure it'll pass. I said, you're going to send me home with nothing. She said, yeah. Ain't nothing I can give you. It's okay. I left there, and I said, I'm going to check myself in the mercy room. I went in the mercy room, and they stuck them things on me first. What do you call that, an EKG? I don't want to say something. I, I don't know nothing about nothing. Is that it? Yeah. But when they took that off, I heard what you said. They weren't going to see me for a while. They wouldn't know her to see me because they said it's non-urgent. That means in the EKG, they didn't find nothing wrong. They took me back there, and they draw blood after blood. I think they run me through a machine. They sent me home. They said, ain't nothing wrong with you. Walking to the truck, I couldn't hardly breathe. I went to my primary care doctor, and he set me up with a cardiologist. I went to cardiologist. time I got there, I could breathe a little bit better, and I went through all the tests they got, and they said, it ain't nothing wrong with you. But I know for a fact that there was something wrong with me. But all the tests said they wasn't. Let me tell you something. You don't know that you ain't already got cancer, and you ain't already got, what's the other thing called? Corona. But you're going to have to make a decision. I remember telling those doctors, and I was in the emergency room. I said, man, I don't care. I don't care about dying. I don't care about dying. Brother Al, you said something about dying last night. It got me excited. <laughs> I got excited. I got excited. You're talking about dying. I said, man, I, I just talked about you talking about dying. Boy, that's exciting. <laughs> you could see your mama, Chris, tonight. I could see my mama. I could see my daddy. Wouldn't have to worry about no virus. <laughs> Guess what? Every one of y'all, I done put my hands all over you, done spit on every one of you. <laughs> so y'all go to Mars, said, Brother Eddie thinks he probably had that, and he done spit on every one of us. <laughs> we might as well go and have church, because I'm sure by now, with all he done done, laying on his hand, done dotted me between the eye with that olive oil, all he done done. I just wonder, would you stand to your feet a minute? I just wonder, is there anybody sitting in this place as we bow our heads? Is there anybody to be willing to walk up here and say, man, I'm lost? 